welcome to episode 2 of the Joy Dying Podcast. This week I'll be taking a look back at the Newcastle game versus Arsenal that I attended on Sunday. I'll be looking forward to the next Newcastle game away to Norwich on Saturday and looking at Orlando's next game on Wednesday night. You're listening to the Joy Dying Podcast episode number 2. Let's talk about the Arsenal game that I attended on Sunday. It was a pretty poor game, to be honest with you. The weather played a part. It's rained from as soon as I left the house at 12.30, getting to the game. I put a video up on Twitter. You might have seen it. Till as soon as I got out of the game, it was still raining, leaving the ground. And when I got back home, out of the car, it was still raining. So it rained all day. The rain at some points was torrential. Florida-esque, you know, like you see it in Florida occasionally, <laughs> most of the time in the summer. But, you know, I'm um, getting to the more important stuff now. So, Newcastle lined up with a five at the back, as we have been in pre-season. So, he had Dubrovka in between the sticks. He had a back three of Shaw, Lascelles and Dummett. Wing-backs of Richie and Manquillo. Three in the field of Longstaff, Shelby and Hayden. And up top, he had Miguel Almoron and Joel Anton. The team was sort of the best you could say that we had at, at, at in terms of, yes, we had better players on the bench um, to bring on, possibly, but considering them players haven't been here for as long as the the rest of the team that started, you can understand why Steve Bruce went with such a well-known 11 and such a, probably one of the strongest 11s we could have went for. Um, in the first half, we dominated the game. Arsenal didn't have many chances. One chance I seem to remember was uh, Mkhitaryan got passed to by I don't know who and he put it way over the bar we had a few chances Shelby had a shot saved by Leno he had Joe Linton through uh, he put his shot straight down Leno's throat and any side of Leno and it would have went in um, the little disappointing thing was Miguel Almiron had, had, had a Tom Daly impression you know took a dive got booked for simulation at first, you know, in the ground, everyone thinks up, oh, and I'm screaming to the ref, get the VR, get the VR, but no, it was on TV, it was clear dive. Um, he seemed to be, I don't know, Miguel Amon's starting to sort of, not disappoint, but just grind on me a bit, because he's he's very good, he is very good. Don't know if he's Premier League quality, though. Might do well in, say, La Liga, where if you touch a player, you get a free kick, or, you know, in the MLS, where the refereeing is pretty terrible but in the Premier League maybe a bit too weak I mean let's hope he proves me wrong but he just there's a few times as you know he, he's got incredible pace got you know you can get you from the back to the front real quick but has he got the talent for the Premier League probably not um so half time approached it was nil nil fairly even to be honest with you not many chances kind of boring for a Sunday Super Sunday match on TV bet the wish I showed the that's the Wolves match instead because at least that had a VAR decision. Um, and we get after half time, uh, about 48 minutes, 49 minutes, Shelby gets pulled off for Jetro Vellums. I'm thinking, why? He must be injured, surely. Um, and yes, he was. And then that changed the shape of the team to the point of I still can't figure out what we were playing. We had Jetro Vellums at left back, but we started the three centre backs on, the right wing back. We had, uh, at that time, we had. Uh, one winger, three centre midfielders, one striker, to then probably about 10 minutes later to two wingers, 
one centre mid, three full backs, three centre backs. I'm like, I didn't even know what we were playing towards the end of the game. But uh, yeah, so I think Jetro Vellum's on, had a negative influence on the game. Uh, pass comes out to him on the left hand side, waits for it too long, gets his pocket picked by the Arsenal player, runs down the wing, crosses it in. Bamiyang takes one touch, then next touch, finds the back of the net. Yeah, it was a pretty disappointing goal. You don't leave someone like Bamiyang free in the box, especially considering he shared the, the golden boot last year. He's a real striker. He's, you know, he followed him since he was at St. Etienne to Dortmund, then to Arsenal. Even though Newcastle tried to sign him when he was at St. Etienne, but then again, who we haven't we tried to sign the league one? So, yeah, it's not, he's a really good striker. He's one of the top class in the Premier League and probably one of the best in the world. Um, and then it just seemed to see like, oh well, we just play for the one 0 loss. Didn't really have many more chances. We brought on Alan Saint Maximum. He had a few little, you know. Runs forward, a few shots on target, nothing major. Um, he does look like a good player. I would start him on Sunday away at Norwich. Um, I would drop Almiron. That's probably not a good thing to say. I would play. I'd still play the five at the back. I'd leave Worms out. I'd start Richie again. Um, start the same eleven apart from Almiron. I'd put, we had four defenders on the bench on Sunday. I'd start with a few more, maybe a couple of midfielders, like Keith Sung Young, Matty Longstaff wasn't around. Um, I'd chuck him on the bench just for an impact. You never know, young kid. Andy Carroll's at least a month away from fit, full fitness. So you can't chuck him on. You're going to have to have Muto again. You'd probably put Almiron on the bench. See if that sorts him out. I think we need to come away from Norwich with at least a point. At, l at least one point would would be ideal. Well, you want to win because Norwich look like they're one of the relegation candidates, like ourselves, who we're going to be fighting at the end of the season to stay up. I mean, it's only one game of the season, so you never know. I mean, they did play Liverpool. Anyone's going to struggle against Liverpool this season. The way they played last season, the way they started this season off. I mean, I'm not looking forward to playing Liverpool, City, or even Man United. Man United seemed to start on fire against Chelsea at the weekend as well. Yeah, but getting back to the whole Norwich thing, I think they've got quite a a weak team in terms of defensively. I mean, we had Grant Hanley at Newcastle, and they've got him now, and he's not much of a Premier League quality centre-back in my opinion. they got Tim Krul as well, so hopefully he'll get a nice reception from Newcastle because he served the club for a long time. Is a great goalkeeper. Um, yeah, but a lot of unknowns about Norwich because I didn't watch much of the championship last year. Again, I saw them on Friday night, but they were, you know, caught in the headlights of the Liverpool attack. And I think a lot of teams are going to be like that this season, try and play their style against Liverpool and get caught out like Norwich did. Um, but we need to win. Uh, I said a point earlier, that's probably... Me being pessimistic, optimistic, you need to look for at least three. We've got quite a tough start in terms of playing Arsenal, who, yes, left quite a few big, the few big players out, but they still had a quality team. Whereas Norwich don't have as many, you know, big name players. I, to be honest with you, I could only tell you Grant Handley and Tim Krul who play for Norwich, and that striker that I can't remember his name, but he's he, he, Timo or something or other. 
Pokey is it or Poggy? I can't remember. Whatever he's called. Um, but yeah, I think as long as by quarter to five on Saturday afternoon, I'm sitting here with at least a point, at the very least. And I mean, I wouldn't be happy with a point. Considering, like I said, we looks like uh, relegation candidates ourselves in Norwich at this early stage. But yeah, that's that's the sort of the my look, looking forward to Norwich, seeing how we'll play. I think, like I said, I'll just take, take Armoron out and put Saint Maximum instead. Um, I just feel Armoron needs a little bit of a break, needs to sit down. I know it's only first game and. There's a lot of pressure on his shoulders because we've lost Perez, we've lost Rondon. But I just think that St. Maximin offers you more than Amron does. And they're very both very quick. Social media plug. Everyone does these, don't they? Yep. So if you want to follow me on the old Twitter machine, it's at the Jordy Line. On Instagram, at Majority Line. I actually did post two photos on Instagram on Sunday, which is a, a record for me. I'm never that much active on Instagram, but this weekend I was. So if you want to follow, you know, and see the amazing things that I post. Not really. I'm, like I said, always been Twitter. If you show me a follow on Twitter, I'll in- interact with you as well as be football. Uh, hopefully your football team plays and is run better than mine. Um, yeah, so random social media plug. Chuck is a follow people. Now we go stateside to look at Orlando City. Now I did say we'd have a preview of the Wednesday game against Sporting KC, but we're going to have a little look back at the game against Toronto up in Canada on the weekend, in which we picked up a point. To be honest with you, I watched the first half, and I didn't watch the second half because it was the like the time difference made it so it was about 2 o'clock in the morning when the game finished and I needed to get up to go and watch Newcastle get beat so <laughs> I didn't watch the full thing but I watched the f- first half and to be honest with you I was kind of disappointed to wake up to find out that we drew with them um, I thought that we had them on toast in the first half I thought we were very strong I thought that if we had a top class centre forward and not Dom Dwyer up top we probably could have scored um, don't know where Pereira's went to, I don't know what he's doing I guess he mustn't have had his permit come through yet or anything, um, looks like now he's available for selection so hopefully he plays on Wednesday night but yeah I was. I woke up to find out that Benji had scored again so you know props to Benji, I'd stop Benji over Dom to be honest with you at the minute because Dom's about as prolific as a wet sponge up front um, again I've been pretty harsh with Dom but I think at his age, he should be in the peak of his career in terms of striker, especially in MLS. No disrespect to the MLS, but again, it's not difficult to score a goal in MLS. And he's had a few chances where you think if that fell to Kyle, and I know everyone hates talking about him because he's, you know, Judas and all this stuff. But you know that net would have been bulging, even if it fell to Chris Mueller. You know, you think that net might be more bulging. There's a few players who Orlando have had who. You know, even probably Julio Baptista, the net would be bolted. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That, that was a joke. That was a joke, I promise. But um, I just think Dom's passed it. I think you need to cash in on Dom before you lose any more money. He's on a lot of money. I hope he proves us wrong. I really do. But defensively, I think they've been solid, to be honest with you. And since Janssen and Sarni have come together, 
big props to Kyle Smith uh, for playing right back. It was absolutely incredible. I thought he, uh, I can't remember the name of the Toronto player, I think it was a Schellenberg or something like that. And he, he showed him on the inside because he must be stronger on his left-hand side every time. And um, he, he, You know, the one time he did get past Kyle, um, Kyle was quick enough and athletic enough to get back. Uh, Kamal Miller on the other side, I thought he played all right. I thought the defence as a whole played all right. I just thought going forward were a bit strange, especially playing Nani in sort of like the 10 role almost. found that a bit bizarre, considering Nani's always and has been a winger. But I'm guessing that's some magical plan from the mind of James O'Connor that us mere mortals can't even think about. So, yeah, looking forward to the game on Wednesday. I don't know, because with living over here and not stateside, I don't know how fit Pereira is. I know he hasn't played since May because of the Russian league season ending then. So I don't know how much training he's done to keep himself in shape. But if he is fit enough, I'd like to see him start. I'd like, like I said, I'd like to see Dom dropped onto the bench because, again, he's about as good as a wet sponge, as I said. Benji start, maybe. Uh, Nani, Mueller. Uh, again, I'm not too sure on sort of like bookings and stuff, and he's had you know, suspensions and stuff, but pretty much the same same 11 from the Toronto game, except dropping Dom. And I don't know who he dropped for Pereira. Probably Rubinho. Chuck Mueller on the right, Nani down the left, and Pereira if he's fit. Um. It's getting to the point now where every game is a cup game, cup final. It's the same over here. I don't know if it's the same in the States, but we need to win as many games to at least have a chance of making the playoffs. I mean, I'd love to see us do it because it's quite a big move from where we were this time last year, you know, the the worst losing streaks in MLS history and all the records for the terrible, you know, team gets so many, so much bad publicity for its losses and stuff like that, but the fans are what makes the club special, in my opinion. You can have a front office that's not doing well, but when you've got the wall, anything is possible. So, yeah, that's sort of my preview and a little bit of props to the wall for their amazing support, as per usual. I mean, it's no surprise during every game, you know, whether I'm watching it on a um, stream or listening to the audio on Spanish radio that I can't understand because don't speak a word of Spanish. You know, something like El Goal, I know what that means. And then when they say, like, Mueller or Nani or someone, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, Nani's got the ball. <laughs> but um, you can always hear the ball coming through the speakers, coming through whatever. It's it's incredible. And hopefully, like I said, if the MLS schedule is coming to me next year, I'll be there in the ball for a home game. But the MLS at the minute, probably not. <laughs> um, it's not cheap to go to Orlando on holiday. Especially with all the theme parks as well as the football match to get to. So if the MLS schedule could be nice to me, I would be very much appreciative. Anyway, that's the, my random ramblings about Orlando City. Like I said, I hope we pick up three points. We need to pick up three points. We need to stop playing like we want to make the playoffs. If you don't want to make the playoffs, fair enough. Play a bunch of young kids, get them game time. You know, a bunch of OCB players and so on. To try and see if we can find... Some new players to bring through the system. Um, this, the academy seems to have started to bring some, you know, first year with OCB back. Uh, they're doing all right. They've got some good young kids. The, the setup's pretty good. It's what an academy should be like. I don't know, you know, like what academies are like in the US because I don't follow anyone but Orlando. But if they ran like they did in Europe, again, I'm not being a Euro snob, we would have had a lot of players come through already. 
since we started um, and then to not have had that OCB where um, it was not a player for youngs not a team for youngsters but a, a team for players who weren't getting game time in the first team is understandable but you need to have a, a limit of how many of them players get into the team and you need to keep bringing through young talent you know there's plenty of it out there in the area but whether you know the location is and how close they are to sort of the South American continent and, and th there'll be loads of people in Florida who can play good football and just Orlando with, with not having OCB around or any sort of academy system set up they've missed out on players probably and they'll probably end up either went to college um, somewhere else or they went to a different team so yeah anyway that's a little bit of rambling um, so we'll hopefully see another win for the Lions at home on Wednesday night fingers crossed well end of episode 2 that was a very good episode really enjoyed talking my opinions um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who is following me on Twitter or is listening to the podcast on either Anchor or Spotify or any other ways I don't know if there's any other ways you can listen to it um, it means a lot for some random kid to voice their opinion and people to listen it's very strange I find it very odd <laughs> but anyway yeah so Hopefully we'll reconvene next week with six points for my two teams, but probably not. <laughs> nah, nah, I get it. Come on, Orlando. Up there, up there, Orlando. Oh, the Lions. Oh, it's you. Up there, too.